The Rural Church Podcast 2.0. Just a couple of pastors discussing life, ministry, theology, and the gospel from a local church perspective. Eddie, what's it time for? The Rural Church Podcast. The Rural Church Podcast, Episode 3. You're joining us back in Gunner's Camper. We talk about the SBC, the local church, and missions. We have special guests Jonathan Murdoch, Wesley Brown, and Gunner Madewell. Let's jump back in. Take it away, Eddie. Well, and, and it seems like we also have the problem of um, unhealthy churches aren't going to plant healthy churches. And if we have a problem in the SBC, or let's just talk greater Baptist life in general, because there are a lot of Baptist churches that aren't SBC churches that still aren't healthy churches. And the problem is healthy churches here aren't going to plant healthy churches somewhere else. And so the first thing maybe that we need to think is if we want to be usable and we want to be effective in planting healthy churches, the first thing we have to do is reform the church that we're in. We have to see our churches become healthy churches so that we can plant healthy churches, help reform uh, other churches, and train pastors in those places. If we don't understand what the church is, how are we going to plant? So let's just church, let's you know? just take the definition, the simple definition of Calvin. I think it was Calvin and Knox. Where the word of God is rightly preached, the sacraments are rightly administered, and disciplines rightly practiced. Okay? Ed Linton stole the sermons. Like, like, like the word of God's not rightly preached. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a mockery, right? Yeah. And they just baptized homosexuals. Sure. 2014 study said that the only increasing baptism demographic in the Southern Baptist Convention, y'all probably know, is preschool. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So... And then when we talk about the Lord's Supper, I mean, I was at a Southern Baptist church one time. They had clowns come in and do the Lord's Supper. You know what I mean? What? Yeah. And so, and and then discipline rightly practiced. It, you can't. I mean, we have to get back and understand what the church is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Right. Um, it, it, the whole organization has been a a desensitizing of what the church is so that you can have a veil over your face and think we're better together. And do you think part of that we're better together is we've had this um, mere Christianity minimalism that is said if it's not a gospel issue then it shouldn't it shouldn't come in the way of missions but that's caused us to have such a low like you said low view of the local church uh, because we'd say, well, these the, the women pastors are not a gospel issue, or we'd say, and, and truly, it really is a gospel issue. But we've said, we said, if it's not a soteriological, it's not it's not the difference in a person getting saved, then then it shouldn't mess up our missions. Well, it's caused us to have such a low view of what kind of churches both are sending and are planting mm-hmm. and being planted. Sure, and first of all, we don't believe that. Okay, because we don't we don't cooperate with 
Pedo Baptists, right. mm-hmm. you know, and, and there are people. Assembly of God. You're right. And, but so what I'm saying is like, it's not, it's just a red herring. They're, they're really just trying to, what I'm seeing in is, you know, an absolute bringing in of egalitarianism. You know, right. anyway, I'm trying to, I feel like we talked about that last thing. You know, know, I'm I trying know. not to keep going, but I, it's just the whole, the whole, um, the whole missions mindset. You know, in 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 that the local church, and this is from last night's message, but the local church has the power that the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in the local church. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And I told Jonathan this earlier on our way home tonight. I was like, we we just feel like we have we have a need. Like, we don't even understand how could we possibly do missions effectively as we are without the cooperative program like people don't even mm-hmm. fathom that they don't fail yeah. like so, it's like you can't even imagine let, let me make two statements and i know these sound bold but it's reality we we don't need the seminaries they're not necessary now i'm not saying they're not beneficial i'm saying they're not necessary mm. And the reason I say they're not necessary because they're not New Testament. The local church is New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. And then number two, we don't need the mission entity. It, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And I, I know some people are going to hear that and say, look, a guy's not going to be equipped to, to pastor a church unless he has seminary. And that goes back to that's a very low view of the local church. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean... I don't have all the answers. I'm I'm not the greatest. I'm not the wisest. Uh, I'm just uh, I pastor a very small bilingual church, but I'm a product of local church. You know, like I, I I learned theology and doctrine and practice from the local church. And uh, gotta tell you something crazy, Gunner. We'll, we'll talk about Gunner since he's hadn't talked in a while. Gunner, feel free to weigh in on this too, but. In the, Gunner does something radical as a Sunday school teacher. Now, it's been a little bit different this summer. He's been doing some different things. But as a Sunday school teacher, you know what he does? You know what his curriculum is? It is the Bible. <laughs> he takes the Bible. And then in his, and by the way, Sunday school, he teaches children um, ages, is it fifth grade and down? Sixth grade? Yeah, fifth grade. Third, like, okay, third, fourth, fifth grade or something this year. And, and maybe be some changes coming up this fall, but he just goes in there, he opens up the Bible, and he teaches. I think, what, what have y'all gone through, John? We've gone Proverbs. through John, we've gone through Psalm 119, we've gone through Proverbs 1, 2, and 3. John took us a long time. Now, why are you doing that with children, though? Well, one of the reasons why I do it with children, well, one, is everybody can benefit from the Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need, we don't need stories, just just plucked out of the Word of God because they're children we don't need um, to do. Now, it's different with small children, right? Sometimes you got to keep them occupied in that sense. But my children, what we do at home is we read the Bible, and then we sing a song and we pray. And I feel like a child that's 4th, 5th, and 6th grade, or 3rd, 4th, and 5th grade, they can handle the Word of God. They can... If they can listen in school, and they can know English, and they can figure out math, then they're old enough to, to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're old enough to understand the Bible. And I've gotten flack from 
from people that uh, that uh, didn't necessarily agree with that. But I think that a child, anybody, needs the Word of God. I, I would say like the diff- misunderstanding, the mindset of we have to have curriculum. You know, right, let's let's make I mean, let's be clear. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of right. Christ, right? Yeah. Well, Gunnar has his Bible open and it's close. Turn over and read Second Timothy three, uh, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I mean, you're, sure, you're just right there. You know, even as he as Gunnar's doing that, you know, I think the thing to, that we have to remember, and, and we've we've you guys have kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but you know, a week ago this last Sunday, not. Um, I preached from Ephesians 1 um, about, you know, who's in charge of the church. Yeah, It's not a committee. It's not even the congregation. It's not the pastors. The head of the church it's a is Christ. <laughs> right. The head right. of the church is Christ. And we ought to be seeking not the vision of the pastors, not the vision of the congregation, not the vision of any subgroup within the church, but we ought to want the vision of the head of the church and whatever he wants his church to be is what we want to be. And that's what he tells us in the Word of God. Christ tells us what he wants his church to be. You got it, G-Money? Yeah, Second Timothy 3, starting in verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned, and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And how from childhood you have been equated with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through the faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Yeah. So we're not so we're not just saying Bob to go out by himself with his Bible, like we're saying in the context of church and as a church is teaching and preaching the scriptures, even to children, that that what is happening is that we're being equipped. We're being equipped. That's right. And the Bible says, "Sanctify me in the truth. Your word is truth." So, it, it, do we believe that it's truth? Do we believe that we need it? So, so I think that's another aspect of it for me. Step back and look at the local church, and we realize who the local church is. And then we ask the question, how can we equip the local church so that she can be completing the Great Commission? Making disciples of the nations. We don't need another discipleship-making curriculum. Mm-hmm. We need to teach our people the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking about the interview we read about Spurgeon's hmm. church today. And what's interesting, I was thinking about this later, so Spurgeon would do these, you know, the people, the elders at Spurgeon Church would do these interviews. And in this one interview we read today, it talked about this guy and, and he wasn't so clear on the gospel. So the elder of the church said, you need to grab the confession and go read about salvation. Because the confession, they use the Second London Confession and it teaches something on salvation. So if you were ever counseling someone to be a member of the church, and they said, and you're like, I don't think they got the gospel clear. You're not going to tell them, take the Baptist faith in message 2000 <laughs> and go read it on salvation. Because 
we teach our people two things in doctrine. We teach them doctrine to protect them and to bring unity in the church. Right? So those are two things. First, to bring unity to, to show what we are together on. And number two, to protect them from what's coming. And, and so we need to teach, just like the text says, the doctrines of salvation that lead to maturity and to grow us up. But what would you say about a pastor who is preaching through, say, Leviticus? Mm-hmm. What would you say? Absolutely. Should he preach through Leviticus? Absolutely. So Wes is preaching through Leviticus. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Great. Praise God. Yeah. Talk um, about that, Wes. How's that going? How's, how's it going through? Because you, I mean, honestly, you, Leviticus, you got to deal with some heavy stuff. There's some yeah. great things that's always easy points to Christ. Then you also got to deal with like scabs, and you just preach that. This, I mean, this Sunday we're oh, we did childbirth. Uh, we did chapter twelve that uh, last Sunday, and we're going to do chapter thirteen uh, this Sunday. So we got a lot of we got a lot of hair turning white. We got a lot of uh, pus and uh, sores and all those things. Two things because I think you have an I think you have an encouraging story about this. So tell us one how your people are responding. Or no, tell us one why you're preaching through Leviticus. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, and and two, why? How is your church responding? I think you have an encouraging story about that. Well, I, I'm I'm preaching through Leviticus. I I felt draw, uh, led to it, drawn to it, um, because I, I want our people to understand the gospel. I want it to be crystalline. There's gospel in Leviticus. Oh man, <laughs> first five chapters going through the sacrificial system and what each sacrifice accomplishes and what they're designed to do and what they point to which is all Christ it's all fulfilled in Christ and then we move on to the the priesthood and uh, and what they're called to in the high calling and then we're into worship and we're we're into that chapter 9 the high of, of chapter 9 when Moses and Aaron go into the tent they come out and then God shows up and he's 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 God is faithful to what he said. You know, man rejected God in Eden and was separated from him. And now we have God's people called out of Egypt, brought to the mountain, and we have holy fire. They got, we got his presence right there in chapter 9. But then we move to chapter 10. And it's not a, it's not a day later. Mm-hmm. And Nadab and Abihu bring strange fire. And so we have this amazing picture of Christ, we have a picture of the, the priesthood, and a, and, and a precision in worship. And I, I've, uh, I was really encouraged, I had a, a young father, he came, he came to me, uh, we, we met up, and, and he said, I got to admit, when you announced you were preaching through the book of Leviticus, I was not excited. <laughs> but when, we're, when I was preaching about the ordination service, of the of the priesthood and what it communicated about what the nature of the priesthood is to be and then you know you go to first peter and oh we're we're a royal priesthood and he said i was just so convicted by the way we spend our time you know not being uh, and, and not being particular enough on what we what we watch or what you know all of these things and he, he said i really really appreciate going through this and so yeah god's used it i think we we've, we've gotten so addicted to slogans we forgot you actually need to believe them mm. and so it's like we believe in the sufficiency of scripture we believe all scriptures god yeah. breathed but then how many sermons have we ever heard from leviticus wow yeah you know 
So anyway, Amen. well, I think in all this, uh, you know, exactly. Even that, that's just a tangible example. What you're doing right now. I mean, you're in a town. How big is Plummerville? Eight hundred. You're in a town of eight hundred people. Your church. How many? How many people is in your church? Sixty. 50. Ch- church of fifty, sixty people, and you're preaching through Leviticus. I'm pretty sure. I no offense to you, Wes, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to get invited to any uh, church growth conferences on, you know. But but here's the deal. But you're being faithful. Mm-hmm. You're doing what the Word of God has said to do, and you're trusting. Uh, you're trusting that um, that God's going to bless that and honor that, and you're believing in the power and the primacy of the local church. And I, I just want to say, you know, from getting to know Jonathan. I mean, before the year 2022, I think maybe we'd followed each other on Twitter or something, but like we didn't know each other. Right. Like, hard, like we didn't know each other at all. I've, I've gotten to know Jonathan in this year. It's been a tremendous blessing. But Wes and Eddie, I've gotten to, uh, I've known Eddie nearly 10 years. Wes, I've, I've known since I guess 2018. Is that when you came? Something like that. So about four years. And, uh, I just can't commend enough to if you're out there doing it on your own, like find a way to get connected, you know, with with other like-minded brothers to help you through this. Because you know all the stuff you're telling us about tonight, Jonathan, this isn't just like, man, I woke up with no. this today. You you've actually gone through some things that you 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 did it wrong, you yeah. know, and 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 had to learn and yeah. some hard things and some good things, and so. But we can benefit from that. And then, you know, folks, you know, the three people, Eddie's mom, my mom, whoever else listens to the podcast, Harold Smith, Smith can can listen to it, you know. For us, it's been the last 15 years really shaping this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really, really has been a process of 15 years to bring us to where we are today. And, and, and I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for those hard times, you know. Yeah. You know, as we've talked about all the different things we've talked about in this podcast, kind of the thing that's standing out to me is there's not one, it's not that you need just a high view of Christ. If you're really going to have a high view of Christ, you're going to have a high view of the local church, you're going to have a high view of the scriptures, you're going to have a high view of your brothers and sisters, you're going to have a high view of evangelistically reaching your community missiologically reaching around the world. You're going to be all millennial. <laughs> we're, going to, we're, we're going to have a high view of all these doctrinal positions. I think for too long we've had this kind of compartmentalization of all these things like you could have your doctrine of salvation or your doctrine of God right and maybe you're messed up. But really all of these things hang together with are we listening to the head of the church and what he has spoken to us in his revelation in the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments. Yeah, and, and not to, but it's a really beautiful thing. This brings us all the way back around. When you try to partner with churches that are just all over the map on these things that you just said, but you're like, but they're claiming like, oh yeah, but we got the, we only baptized believers and we got the gospel right. So we can all, you know, it's like, no, it's a mess. It's right. a mess. Right. You know, and and exhibit A is what we're we're doing now. So, man, it's been long. I know it's late. Uh, we're in a camper. The AC's been turned off, and it's getting hot. So, <laughs> what uh, y'all got? Any? Uh, we'll just go around. Any any final things to say? We'll start with uh, we'll start with Jonathan. 
love the church give your life to the church there's no greater entity in the world and there's no entity in the world that's more powerful so wow give yourself to the church amen wes i'd say for especially pastors struggling through what to do i do want to remind you like i was talking about earlier this has practical implications in your own church especially in the men and uh and so keep that in mind as you are planning over uh, what to do over the coming years and secondly I, I, and final answer to your question about better together you know any any good lie has, has truth in it mm-hmm. and I'm so I've been so blessed by getting to know pastors who are faithful yeah amen amen and so in that way man we're better together yeah <laughs> amen <laughs> Eddie will you wake up Gunner hey Gunner Gunner yeah uh, any final final thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how many people listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, but I'm sure there's people listening that, that maybe aren't going to a church. But I would say to those people that the Bible commands you to submit to elders and pastors. And so I would just encourage that. You need to be a part of a local church. You need to sit under preaching and you need to, more specifically, you need to sit under um, the inerrant word of, of God for your betterment. And uh, I would close out with just saying, Jonathan, it's been a pleasure to meet you today, brother. And be praying been, for you. The joy is mutual, brother. And uh, Wes, it's always great to see you, brother. So I'm glad to have Good you on the you, podcast. Eddie. And hey, in only the second episode of the Rule Church Podcast Reboot, we've got Gunnar Madewell on here. So it's always a good day. So, wow. Amen. I was like, wow. I mean, once people find out that Gunner is on this podcast. This is going to explode. We're going to get better. We're going to get bigger than the Patriots pastors. Hey, what's up, America? <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. We've we, we gone uh, 53 minutes. I'm not sure if I'll turn this into one or two. Probably just one. But uh, thank you guys for joining us on the Rule Per... What is it called? <laughs> the Rule <laughs> Church Podcast 2.0. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. See you guys next week. Bye.